What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Thanks again for tuning in. This is Deactivated Podcast, your boy Evil Live and Direct. Of course, welcome to Quarantine, uh, not radio, of course, but Quarantine Podcast. I want to welcome y'all to new listeners. Listen to the Activated Podcast. Shout out to you, man. I appreciate y'all very much. Another week, another episode. And um, today's episode, um, I feel like what I'm about to speak on and, and touch on has been... Uh, a very personal experience to me uh, and I would of course like to share I know this podcast uh, we touched few different bases what I have different people coming on and so uh, but I know what's important to me is in between those um, episodes and such I would love to share my personal story because I think establishing a personal connection with those that listen to you every week is important and uh, you know I try to be as transparent as open as I possibly can. But um, not to go any further than that, let me get into a few announcements that I have, of course. Uh, Two things. Number one, I want to give a big shout out to Boelson, who was a guest that came on a podcast and we spoke about um, his music and also going to Ghana. Uh, We had an episode, I can't remember what number it was, but he was on earlier top of the year. Um, Shout out to him. He actually uh, drops his new project, brand new album i believe let me see i'm just trying to not mess up the name here um he actually sent it to me through a private link so i got to listen to it a week before it came out and i got to digest it you know i mean this is these things that i get to enjoy now um being in this podcast and uh in this position um so the album is called as far as i can see uh dope ass visuals of course you can hit up Borelson on Instagram at B-O-R-E-L-S-O-N. Make sure you hit him up. And please, um, if you got, you know, some time to spare, of course, give the album at least one listen. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and right now, track number four and number 10. Uh, number four being the spoken word uh, from uh, Randell. And number 10, I think, I believe it's called MOB uh, Remix. I mean, I might, like I'm saying, um, I didn't really get a chance to, to, I got a chance to sit with it um and uh, enjoy it before it came out so shout out to him i wanted to make sure i gave him a proper shout out please make sure go out check out that project and number two uh the homie tommy who also one of the artists that i got to travel with and we went to ghana for afrofest ghana i mean look all this ghana thing is coming together um and she drops her second official project uh, aka album uh, it is out today it is called between four walls I believe, right? I hope I'm not messing up this. <laughs> this, um, yeah, I think it's, it's BT4, sorry, Bigger Than Four Walls, not Between, my bad. Bigger Than Four Walls is out currently right now. Make sure you go check out uh, Tommy, which is T-O-M-E, and her Instagram is Tommy Official, so T-O-M-E Official underscore, and she's actually very fun. And shout out to Tommy. Man. I just want to give shout out to these two projects, which I'm currently listening to. And also, Afrofest is happening this year. It's going to be online. Uh, I know a lot of people hit me up, and I, I get it. You guys miss being in a park with all these beautiful black people, uh, about 20 to 50 to, I believe, they get about 100,000 visitors that weekend. It is a lovely weekend, but of course, because of the confinement that we're in currently, uh, we cannot have any big sort of event going on like that uh, especially not a fest- festival of that magnitude but it will be online and um i got a conversation with the organizers that are putting it together because they hit me up uh, to do some work and such and uh i like to really let y'all know i would 
thoroughly be excited uh, to be presenting to you what's happening behind the scenes. I wish I could tell you more, but I can't. But AfroFest for sure, it is happening. I got to get the date. Uh, July 17th to the 26th, 8 p.m. daily. So make sure you go on AfroFest um, YouTube page and subscribe to it because that's where all the content would be. Uh, made available uh, so make sure you go and support if of course you're in city of toronto you're aware of afrofest you know that this is a big deal and uh, what they're working on this year i'm really excited uh, for people to get to see it because i guess it gives it a different aspect and um, uh, we just got to make dues unfortunately for what we are given given this current circumstances um so they're also looking for artists as well. If you want to perform, um, make sure you go to Afrofest underscore Toronto on Instagram. Get all the information. Uh, you can submit, uh, I believe, two, three minute video of an online performance, a professional shot, short biography. Uh, all artists, uh, sorry, all artists that are interested uh, in performing to Afrofest Online 2020, uh, make sure you send it to submissions at musicafrica.ca. Once again, uh, I know I kind of stumbled through this. I'm just trying to read the information as I'm talking to you guys. But for sure, everybody got Instagram. Make sure you go to Afrofest under to underscore Toronto uh, to get more information. And speaking of Ghana as well, I am working on my Ghana vlog, and um, which should be out. And available on the Activated Podcast YouTube page uh, in about a month uh, or, or less than that. You know what I mean? This video editing thing does take a little bit of time. Um, so, yeah. So, um, and that's of the announcement. We're going to get into today's episode. Once again, appreciate you guys. Um, today, what do I want to talk about? Let, I, I'm going to speak a little bit about what I was feeling a um, couple of days ago. Uh, as you guys didn't know, my birthday was last Saturday. So thank you uh, for the amazing, amazing birthday shout out that I received. Um, honestly, I didn't even realize that I would get that many. It's weird. Um, Facebook used to be the thing when, you know, you get like 60, 70, 80 um, birthday shout out on your page. And I'm one of those people. I respond to every message. And um, this last year, sorry, this last week. I realized how challenging <laughs> that has gotten just because uh, I don't want to say my popularity is up, but it's definitely three times the amount of people that used to hit me up on uh, on my birthday. You know what I mean? So I was in between, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, uh, WhatsApp and this and that. And um, honestly, because like I said, I'm one of those people that respond to every message. I really take my time and go and try to respond. What I realized is some of the message I was getting to it so late that I couldn't even see the story that was posted. And that kind of like, damn, I really wanted to see because sometimes people put a little personal message and I really like that. Uh, so I just want to say thank you to everybody that really reached out. I appreciate it. It's a few of you that I didn't get to um, just because by the time I go to the story 24 hours later, I, I, no, I can no longer see it. But I still took the time out uh, to thank him and I appreciate him for that. So um, that being said, my birthday, um, I was sitting there and I don't know if it, for those that listen to it or may, may or may not know this, but I really take... Uh, my birthday celebration to another level. Like I love celebrating my birthday just because I've always looked at it as, you know, you are given one shot at it every year. And if you happen and I, and I live in a world that I appreciate, um, I appreciate the fact to be alive and to be doing well, to have my limbs and all that thing. So I really drive a point to 
every year really take the celebration. So last year I turned 30. Um, if you didn't know that, uh, surprise. Um, but for my 30th, I literally had about four uh, gatherings all together. I know it might not sound like a lot, but it was really a lot. So I was selling my birthday till my birthday is May 16th. I was celebrating till about, I think, June 7th. It's when I wrapped things up. And then a week later, I hosted a Boku's party. Uh, shout out to MC Bonday, by the way. His birthday's coming up. Um, and um, so I was able to do that. So this year, obviously, a year later, I was thinking about number one, damn, what I would have felt like if I was turning 30 and I couldn't do anything about it. That'd have been wild. Because my 30, I literally stopped planning that for about uh, January, February. And then in that same sense, I started to feel um, a little bit of this weird energy. I didn't know where it was coming from. And and then I remember telling you guys, and I've had this conversation for many other people, when the quarantine thing was happening at the very beginning, I was really like on cloud now just because running around all last year and the year before and so on it was finally time for me to take a break but it was a break that was coming through where everybody was taking a break so i know in um especially in the world that i'm in entertainment and so on and hosting and things like that it's like you are out every weekend i, I think there's not a weekend where if i'm not out doing the hosting and working and that that sort of thing i'm hanging out with friends or whatever it is um so when everything slowed down, I was in a space where I was like, okay, you know, finally I could catch my breath. You know what I mean? I could take some time to really uh, work on, which is editing a lot of footage that I've gathered throughout the year or so on that I've never even had a chance. Some of these footage, I, I don't even remember taking. It's been so long. So I got a chance to go and, and dig through that and, um, and edit it. So I was really enjoying my time. So around my birthday, I started to feel weird about it, even the day the day before my birthday, uh, I was home, um, didn't really uh, have anything to do. And I've been working on this home office project, uh, just, you know, bringing my office up to date kind of thing. Uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm just, I'm in a weird mood. I'm not really um, in, a, you know, I don't feel like celebrating anything. It's my birthday and I know it, but I'm not really like, I don't got the same energy that I usually would around this time. Um, it was just weird. So, you know, I went, I think I went for a run, um, or worked out or did something just to kind of get my mind a little loose and came home, took a shower. So I was watching TV as I'm watching TV. I turned on the movie. It's called all day and a night. So I'm watching this movie, but I'm not really tuned in to that extent, but I'm kind of watching it half on my phone, half watching it. And then at the beginning of the movie, and, and this is not to ruin it, but this is the only part that I'm going to tell it, as I tell you guys, is that it's a it's a couple and a, and a young lady. Um, they coming in from a family barbecue or whatever it is from uh, an event. So they coming in, he's stumbling in, and you know he's kind of flirting with his lady or whatnot. And then um, they go upstairs to I guess get ready to bed or whatever it is. Um, they go to the bedroom before he does. And then once he stumbled into the bedroom, he's talking to his family, he's looking at him, they're not reacting. So he looked in there, he realized there was somebody else in there. Somebody in his, else in there, two guns pointed, not saying anything. And he looking at him like, yo, yo, like whatever you want to take, take it. You know what I mean? You want to rob the money. And the dude just didn't budge. 
And then I think at that point he looked at it. So now I'm watching this movie, right? And I'm like, even me looking at the actor, and the actor did a great job. So when you're looking at the actor, the guy, the robber that's in the house, two guns pointing at the people that just came in, it just, it was this weird energy. And then dude goes, oh, so you don't remember me? You go, oh, yeah, nah, nah, I remember such and such. And then he said it with this kind of energy that I, oh, you about to lose your life. And then pulls the trigger, shoots both the mom and the dad in front of their daughter. Boom, boom, boom. Everything is cool. Run out of the crib. I was instantly triggered. And I started to feel just like a weird energy, like almost like a traumatic experience that I wasn't really experiencing. I'm just watching um, this young, and the people, by the way, were black. I was watching this young black girl watching her parents getting gunned down in front of her by somebody who clearly has experienced some sort of trauma. While all this is happening, I'm also in the mood where my birthday is, I mean, this is like midnight kind of thing. My birthday is the next day. And um, I'm in the weird mood. Like I'm not really feeling myself to where I need to, what I usually feel. And then this kind of instantly triggers something inside of me. And while I'm trying to think this through, I realize damn like black men and their trauma which is essentially what i want to talk about in today's episode i want to talk about what we feel or what that trauma that we feel and specifically i want to talk about black men trauma uh as it's also if you guys been watching the news um we are constantly being subjected to violence by the way of white policemen. Or let's just say police. Police is um, literally shooting down black people and nothing is being done about it. It is as if like that... Like and there's so much of it happening, especially when you're looking at the U.S. side of it. But I'm just saying, uh, I know in Canada it happened as well, just not as on a bigger platform as it is. But especially in the U.S., when you're looking at at the rate from which cops shoot unarmed black men and nothing happens to it, it's so much of it that you become numb to the situation. But here's the truth of the matter: is I think black men trauma it is a thing that even me sitting down here today i can tell you that i've lived through some traumatic events through my life and now as a grown man as i'm going through decluttering the way that my mind think and i'm learning certain things that no longer serve a purpose in my life i'm starting to realize and i start to think about my own personal trauma as a black man where did it start what's the history of it why do we um continuously get subjected to very traumatic experience 
being pulled over it's not it's not the same right it's one of those things which i never used to think about and this is just the honest truth like it's something that i never think about and then i get pulled over and i'm sweating my palm is sweating because i i really i don't know because being subjected to black men being killed whether you like it or not you're going to develop some sort of anxiety towards this thing it is just what it is you being subjected to it at as much as we do and as a black man and when you see people your age getting shot at you getting pulled over um this young man Ahmed Aubrey went for a jog right and um get shot by two white men it and what's crazy is like i'm saying this past couple weeks i've been staying at home and we all been staying at home so i've been getting into the habit of going for a four or five k run every other day or at least at the very minimum twice a week so imagine me and every time i'm going i would tell my sister y'all i'm about to go for a run i'll be back in about 30 minutes so um imagine leaving my crib going getting shot and that'll be the last that my sister um ever get to have a conversation with me or that'd be the last my parents currently they're out of the country stuck in niger um imagine them them getting that phone call saying that like your son went for a jog and he he ain't never coming back home and imagine that trauma being being experienced and some of us that are still alive and we see our fellow black men getting shot as if our or black men just has no value and nothing happens on top of this which then as if we're condoning this behavior so if if nothing ever gets done especially to to the level that really needs to be done because somebody shooting point blank period is an assassination of a black man if somebody third like if somebody taking their life now i don't understand why black people are so sorry i don't understand why white people get so uneasy and they always ready to pull the trigger when they when black people get or black men get pulled over i don't know what's going on with them that they just ready to 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 just take somebody's life just because Let's break down initially, uh, and which a lot of people could be aware of. Now we're gonna break down the um, the definition of trauma. Just to set the ground level, so we know where we're starting from. What is trauma? Trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event like accident rape or natural disaster immediately after the event shock and denial are typical long-term reaction include unpredictable emotion flashbacks strained relationships and even physical symptoms like headache and nausea so what is trauma an emotional response to a terrible event I want to think about one of my first trauma ever, and I'm going to share it with y'all. It is that dating a young lady at the time who I was in love with, right? Um, as young as that might be, 
that traumatic experience, things having not worked out and and moving from uh, Maryland and things like that, and seeing that same person date somebody who was part of my inner circle. Um, I wouldn't even consider a friend, but he was definitely around. Like, right, uh, everybody to play balls usually hang out together. Whether they they your real friends or y'all just killing time together, um, he was one of those. And then seeing her them dating and, and going to prom together or not, uh, and then making a vow to myself that because of what I the hurt that I felt at that moment, I'll never want to experience that again. Um, uh, so my trauma turned into. To an extent, me becoming, I don't want to say a womanizer, but that was definitely something that drove me into dating multiple women at the time. And I would never allow myself to get to the level where I feel that kind of love just because I had made it pack for myself uh, when I was about 14, 15 to never feel that feeling again, that feeling of hurt. So I now reactivated myself to turn into this person who's going to go through life without feeling too much emotion. And then when I do start to feel a connection attached to a young lady, I would find any means possible to walk away from that situation. And now not even knowing that that was a trauma. And also we come from a community where uh, I don't want to say that that behavior is accepted, but we all know our mothers went to, uh, I mean, that probably no longer happens now, but it, it was a thing to uh, be cheating and going back home. So growing up, um, because our fathers are never wrong and we kind of embody that. So we now take on. So it is cool to be with multiple women like my mar- my parents have been married 35 plus years. Um, and I could definitely recognize um, not being a grown person or grown man is that, oh, yeah, that that was. I recognize certain period of day what they was going through and start to recognize what that is now as an adult. So imagine, uh, and, and once again, we're going to trail back a little bit, um, experience a heartbreak would cause us trauma going through life, uh, never wants to feel that again. So you now block yourself from ever having the ability to fall in love again, um, to also seeing that having multiple women in some sense, Right. And, and this is not just making a blanket statement to, to a certain extent that that was you were the man. Um, therefore, you don't you don't see anything wrong with your behavior. And then now you are a grown man who is still going through these. Which you don't even recognize to be trauma, but that is why you are now uh, in multiple relationships, maybe multiple baby moms and such. And then. um you know, we we still trying to figure out what is happening. Going through that trauma and then um, at one point in life, I decided having experienced it again. So to put that in perspective, once that happened, it took about um, at least about 10, 12 years to even start to understand. And then 12 years later, a similar thing happens and the thing about trauma is it does not go away so imagine being a grown man once again 25 26 27 uh actually was it 20 late 20s and then feeling the feeling the right away it right away put me in that space about 10 12 years ago instantly 
And but the only difference is with now, in that moment, I recognize that you know what? I don't want to feel numb again for another 12 years. Because even though this situation is 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 going left, in some way, shape, or form, that situation gave me hopes again. Because I promise you, and I'm not even making this up, I didn't think I had the ability to fall in love again. I didn't think I had the, the ability within myself to love again. I used to look at people that used to love their significant other and wonder, well, what the, you know what I mean? What's, what's going on there? Why are you able to tap into that emotion? And I can't. And the reason why I couldn't at the time is that I completely told myself, you don't want to feel it again. So your body, of course, they block it. I, I don't know how it works, but we're going to assume that your mind now has blocked any chances of that. So anytime you start to feel trigger to love, it would put your brain into panic mode, which then translates as, you know, uh, let's be real, like ghosting a girl or not responding to message or uh, I used to create fight for no reason just to get out of a situation. Uh, it'd be like, yo, why are you wearing pink shoes? You know, I don't like pink shoes. All right, cool. You know what? I'm out. I mean, I'm being funny a little bit. I hope you can see humor in that. But the truth of the matter is, it was just as simple as that. Trauma that you experience with also learned behavior to get passed down to us does not give us the ability to really sort of kind of heal ourselves. And for some of us, by the time we even start to recognize these feelings, it's kind of too late. Like we are too deep into it. We are four baby mama in, a um, couple of kids, few, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and and this is also not, let's be clear, we're not talking about every black person here. We're not talking about every black man or whatever it is. But I'm just giving examples that our community, our trauma has been, number one, some of, some of it, it is passed down as well. Some of it is learned behavior. And the environment is toxic, so that behavior sort of recycled through, you know, the hood, the neighborhood, whatever that is. But the trauma is real. So sitting here feeling, and, and this feeling all came from my birthday, by the way, is just sitting there and just feeling that uneasiness in me kind of walked me through this whole avenue, but... I promise you the, the, the only difference is with, between now, right now in this moment is that I could recognize when I feel a way and why I feel a certain way. That is the biggest difference maker in my life right now. So if I'm feeling sad, I know that I'm feeling sad. So I'm just going to feel the feels for whatever it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not going to, you know what I mean? You're going to sit there and wrestle with yourself or whatever it is. Uh, but as long as I know what that feeling is, I could get through that at some point. And it serves no purpose to um to not feel these things so the most important things it is going through the cycle of different feelings that you have whether it's being happy sad in love mad angry lazy whatever whatever those feelings are it is okay to go to cycle through them but to be stuck on one imagine a car being stuck on one gear at some point that transmission is going to burn out and it's probably going to burn out a lot quicker than what it's intended for. So if it's supposed to last a good 20 years, 10 years is done. So it's the same thing. Being stuck in a certain emotional um, sort of, not environment, but in an emotional state 
for too long could be damaging to um, to us. But for sure, initially recognizing your trauma at the time that you're feeling it, understanding the type of feeling that you're going through, it definitely helps as far as starting to be on the path of uh, unlearning and getting better in the process. Listen, I'm a person that if you if you know me personally, you might be able to see the growth. Uh, if you know me, you might be able to see uh, the, the levels that I'm able to tap to right now in this moment in my life. You might be able to to um, even listen to the podcast to a certain extent, relate or to feel what I'm really trying to say to you. And I'll be honest with you, I got friends um, and, sh- and shout out to them. Uh, one of them actually listened to the podcast. And then we're grown men. And, and to tell my friend, yo, I love you, bro. And to be like, yo, that used to be a thing. You'd be like, yo, no homo, bro. What's up, yo? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you imagine, think about growing up when you couldn't even tell your brother that you love him. And these guys, I've, I've known them for a long time. And and to be honest with you, the the moments that I cherish the most is having that vulnerability, especially with your fellow black man, because you know what? Um, the trauma that, that the world has been giving us, it's almost as if, yo, you can't love your brother. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this guy's your brother. She, this is your friend. You grew up together. Y'all, y'all spend um, 10, 15 years together. You got to think about it. We're not, we not going to ever get that 15 year back. So to sit there in times, you know, when uncertain times and things like that to to have that ability to communicate every now and then and just to be like yo i hope y'all are doing good i love y'all i love you bro make sure you take care of the family i think that is the most um this is one of these instances that i'm telling myself and i'm recognizing that like yo we came a long way we all wanted the generation to get a first chance and get an opportunity at not only unlearning some of this bs that no longer serve us but we get a first chance opportunity to be um i feel the generation to really heal and seek and tap into the higher purpose of who they truly are to the core i know some of us be fake deep and fake work on a on the gram and, and that and that is okay because guess what those that are really on the ground doing the actual work they would definitely benefit much more from it than anybody's out here faking it like they deep for real. And like I'm saying, we're at a point where that is necessary. Trauma, it is the one thing, one of our biggest plague. Like this thing is for many of us not allowing us to grow. I mean, to be honest with you, it, it things, and, and, and like I said, I've recognized it in myself. 10 years ago on Facebook, I must have said something wild. Yo, right now, I be looking at these messages and I cringe. I delete them right away because guess what? Uh, I'm no longer that per- that that person who was in that space. Uh, was at the time, maybe I couldn't recognize it, but was speaking from a place of hurt. And because I have healed, I can no longer attach myself to that. And to a certain extent, it might give me a chuckle, but I definitely um, delete it because I have healed and came a long way from that position. So I no longer want that to be a reflection who I can remotely be and why I am currently. So uh, that's kind of how I look at it. So uh, to be honest with you, this is just a message. Uh, and I hope a lot of you black men are listening to this. And uh, we are starting to love ourselves. Um, and we're starting to be able to show these emotion um, without feeling guilt. You know what I mean? And, and, and to be honest with you, the other, there's recently I was talking to a friend about um, 
just thinking about everything that I've been able to do and being proud of the position I'm in and knowing that my dad had never told me that like, yo, I'm proud of you. In a sense where I know that he is, but because of so much of that trauma that we carry, we can't look at each other and go, yo, I'm proud of what you done. Like what you did is great. I'm proud of you. And then talking about it at the time, I started to feel super emotional about it. And then, and I realized, you know what, I'm no longer, um, and I know we seek that, what's it called? We seek that, um, I can't think of the word, of the word for it, but, you know, parents approval goes a long way, like a long way. So as a man, you know, from the time we were, you know, brought into this earth, all we're trying to do is get that moment where our, especially our father, because I think with our mom, it's a lot, it's a, it's a different dynamic, but our father being able to tell us, yo, I'm proud of you, son. I'm, I'm proud of what you've done to, to a certain extent. And um, when we never feel that, what we're doing is we're chasing, we're on this wheel, right? Going around and working towards things that we feel like at one point, this is going to be enough for him to finally say, yo, I'm proud of you. But what you're doing in the process, you're working yourself into a uh, very unhappy corner but you, because you'll never get that. And to be honest with you, you don't even need that. Now, I could I could look back and recognize, you know what, to some extent, um, I did bust my ass with certain things in life. And, and, and you know what? I'm okay not getting that verbally, and I've made peace with that part. I, I made peace with it in the sense that like, yo, I'm it. What I've done needs no acknowledgement. And I, I need to let that go because you almost work yourself to death or to a certain extent, because subconsciously you are chasing after that thing that doesn't exist. And I don't know if, you know, if people listening in or you might know somebody that experienced that. And I know some of us still got these trauma to do deal with, especially from our parents. And, um, yo, you got to let that go. You're not that little boy looking for um, acknowledgement from your father. And that is okay. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, personally, these are the once again, it goes back to every every trauma that I'm feeling. I'm trying to work through uh, through therapy or whatever uh, other avenues that are trying to really handle this because um, we're, we're going to need all these tools to not only build a family but a healthy one where we can now pass on to our kids that you know, it's okay to tell uh, your guy friend you love him. It's okay to um, you know, and, and, and for sure. Me as a parent, well, one thing I would make sure to tell my kids to, you know, at what point, at, at what extent I'm really proud of what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? And and I think, and this is not trying to judge, but we've seen the difference in a black household versus a white household. We've all, I mean, I know I've experienced it. I can't speak for everybody else, but for sure, um, it is a different dynamic. Not only, I would say black household, but also as African uh, our parents are definitely a lot more um, removed or detached. Their relationship with their parents wasn't, it wasn't that. I mean, I got cousins who, um, outside of the small talk, I've never seen them sit down and have full conversation with their parents. 
And this is happening today. So um, once again, recognizing these trauma, these feelings that we feel and being able to, to identify what it is helps us in the long run. Because if you know, if I know I'm feeling sad about uh, my birthday just because I don't get the ability to go out and mix and mingle with my friends, um, that is OK. But you know what? The next day I actually ended up doing things uh, with a couple of my friends um, that really brought my spirit up a lot um and it's just one thing that at the beginning of this whole confinement i was looking forward to just because we i had a lot of downtime but i didn't realize that it would affect my birthday celebration just because of how much emphasis i put in the fact that i love to celebrate my birthday to its full extent so that being said it's like black men i know we got trauma we're trying to deal with it. We're trying to be better. We are going to work towards, once again, being one of the generation, the first one to attempt and get a real chance at healing and passing that down. So we're trying to reverse the cycle that we're passing down more than just all the traumatic experience that we went through. And a lot of us, uh, once again, um, if you're from if your parents are immigrants that immigrated to this country you can understand the level of discipline or even um the level it's i mean somebody taking a chance of life just to give somebody else and their kids and such a, a better chance of this thing called a life that they never had and we're also going to give the same to our kids so for sure what we could start with which is something that it's a matter of just being better is to pass down some um, less of that trauma than usual. I was reading, um, once again, watching the all day night. And by the way, I would advise you guys to go, please go and, and, and take a and um, and watch the movie. Uh, but one thing they said in is like slavery thought black people how to survive, not to live. And, to this day, once again, that trauma, black people were, were still trying to survive, right? We're not living, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're still at that point where we, when we make money, we got to show that, you know what? I got money. It's almost that you're, we're seeking that acceptance. We still want white people to accept us because look at us now. We, we are successful. We got money. I mean, the difference, and I think, uh, and, and once again, we're not generalizing. I, th I think to some, uh, and there's always that picture floating around, that meme saying Bill Gates worth a few billion dollars. He got on a simple Walmart uh, jeans and then homeboy down the street, he got one single, he got 100,000 followers. He got about $2 million on him. Not worth $2 million. And I think that's 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 that. That's the part of the, and the healing would definitely help a lot of that. And this this is a a perfect example of it. Like I'm saying, we're not we're not painting a brush. Every black person is different in this world for sure. And uh, but while being different, we do have a lot of similar similarities. Just because we, um, to some shape or form, come from similar circumstances and backgrounds, and and we're making we're making fun of our African parents. We can all relate. Uh, my parents been married 35 plus years, never seen them kiss. 
Therefore, now when I'm in a relationship, uh, I'm not very feely touchy because it's not something that I'm used to. Uh, and I recognize and I didn't even recognize that. But for a couple earlier in my relationship, I used to make it a point. Now, I'm not holding hands because it's just not it's not cool. You know what I mean, you don't roll hand. What you mean? You better walk three feet from me. You know what I mean? But once again, our parents didn't show us that kind of love and interaction so we didn't know it exists all we know is uh i mean not me per se but you know parents don't even talk to each other but you got 15 siblings you're like whoa so i guess all the talking they be doing <laughs> you know what i mean uh well yeah like back to what i was saying we we gotta survive and live at the same time we got to be genuine and show love to our brethren to our brothers you know what i mean our black brothers and honor our black queens and 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 pursuing our path and, and and also let's make things clear i don't hate white people i just love black people more right that's it. And I think there's nothing wrong with loving yourself more. You, you're you supposed to. And especially coming from um, these broken backgrounds that many of us have, have experienced, we need that even more. I just want to let y'all know, on that note, I want to let that breathe for a little bit. I want you to, I, I want to let that breathe. Think about it for a second. Take time. If you got to the end of the podcast, I appreciate y'all very much. And I appreciate you very much. But please make sure you look into that. What causes our trauma? And uh, matter of fact, hit me up in my DM. Let's have that conversation. All the black men, hit me up. Let's talk. As a black man, what is your one of your, I don't want to say your main trauma, but one of the trauma that you recognize you've been dealing with for a very long time and some of it that has been passed down for some of the um, relationship that we might have with our parents and such hit me up activated podcast on instagram mr underscore activated uh which is my per- hit me up let's talk let's talk let's talk about this right um uh, not right now of course but when you listen to it hit me up i want you the moment you hear that hit me up let's talk about it as a black man what are some of the trauma that you experience? Um, and let's share, let's build, let's get better and let's pursue greatness. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to, um, everybody who's been listening. Um, for sure. One last thing before I go, uh, part two of my, um, activated travel series, uh, which took place in Nice. This is me visiting Centro, Saint-Tropez, uh, which is a city, uh, west of Nice, about two hour driving, um less than that but this is essentially the first part of these series is just showing y'all visuals of places that i've been i'm not much in the camera uh, because that was done intentionally to show y'all uh if you ever think about going to nice here's some of these beautiful shots that i was able to capture um after that i'm introducing the travel uh series not part two but the second hats uh, of it which is sort of like a vlog uh, meaning like I'm going to be in the camera kind of talking the whole time and then show y'all that aspect. So these are two different things still trying to um, both intentional in their own um, lane, which I'm trying to put out um, and hopefully have y'all enjoyed and, and 
and hopefully you you enjoy watching it just as much as I enjoy making it, uh, especially in this video editing thing that I'm really starting to pick up and and have a lot of love and appreciation for it. Um, yeah, for that, like I, I let y'all think about it once again. Make sure you hit me up, activated podcast, um, and also Mister Underscore Activated. I appreciate everybody to always hit me up and tell me how much you love the podcast and so many different people that I've been able to speak to because of this podcast. All across the world, uh, obviously from the U.S., Canada, uh, all the way to West Africa. Shout out to everybody, man. I appreciate y'all very much. And um, um, let's really deal with this trauma that we're feeling. So on that note, also make sure, please make sure you go follow Afrofest underscore Toronto to get more information about this Afrofest online. Some of y'all that never got to experience it, uh, you always wonder, man, what the hell is this Afrofest thing that this guy always talking about? Well, this is your chance to... You cannot really experience it, uh, experience it unless you are physically there at Afrofest. But for sure, you can sort of appreciate some of the historical value that this uh, festival holds in the biggest in North America. It's been going on for 32 years. And of course, I am so uh, blessed to be a part of it in the last since 2017. After launching my podcast, I've got an opportunity to host and to do uh, great work with the organization. I appreciate it. Uh, them very much for it. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, thanks again for tuning in. This is the Activated Podcast. Uh, what kind of trauma you dealing with? You don't know, but uh, of course, you've officially been activated. Peace.